Naturum Demonto, the book of the dead. <laughs> Hey, so good evening, everyone. Welcome and the Lock, Shock, and Barrel podcast. How are you guys tonight? Pretty good. Pretty good, Jeff? Yeah, doing good. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. I too am well. Tonight, we are discussing the horror movies of one Sam Raimi. We used to live in Tennessee where the motherfucking Evil Dead was filmed. And I and now more. live in North Carolina where the motherfucking Evil Dead 2 was filmed. Where That's was right. Evil Dead 2 yeah. filmed? Oh, Wadesboro. Uh, Wadesboro? Near, near Charlotte. Yeah. Wadesboro. I, don't, okay. I think I've passed it at some point. I know I've seen the sign for it. I was like, oh yeah, that place. But yeah, Morristown, Tennessee, about an hour from where we uh, grew up. I don't know where exactly that cabin well, There's was. that little restaurant that right. mom likes to take us to, and they have a picture of there, and it's like right next to Nancy Reagan or some bullshit, and I'm like, whoa, look <laughs> at that! And I'm like, knock Nancy Reagan's picture away. I'm like, fucking Bruce Campbell ain't here! And nobody in the restaurant knows who the and hell I'm talking not only that, but the lady who voiced Sleeping Beauty in the Disney version of Sleeping Beauty ate there one time also. And I think oh, far out. Uh, Harrison Ford did maybe and as well. The restaurant is the Little Dutch. It is. Maybe the now little, they'll the sponsor little. us since we're giving them Yeah, we're going to sponsorship from the Little Dutch. <laughs> since my beer yeah, seems, sponsorship keeps falling through. I seems don't like think, we're hurting for sponsors on this show. I don't of, think that they appreciated Jeff, what are you oh, drinking? Right, yes. Sorry. I am drinking a salted lime Kolsch from Main Street Brewing. I have not had it yet. Brandon did not like it, and he gave the remaining two that he had to me. <laughs> so mm. fabulous! That's an endorsement. Cast off beer, <laughs> delicious. Yeah. yeah. And and it's like a better Bud Light Limerita, but oh, not much okay. better. Okay. okay. All right. Drinkable for free. No, it's good. It's fun. Cool. Ira, what you got? <laughs> I'm just waiting for Jeff to start vomiting violently. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am drinking... What the hell am I drinking? I'm drinking a Deschutes Hopzeit Autumn IPA. Mm. Yeah. It had uh, some fall shit on the front. I figured it was a good option to do a horror podcast. So, And it was in the fridge. So, you know. I too what are am you going drinking? for something seasonal. Some sort of... I'm not even going to look at it. I'm just going to call it a... Pumpkin harvest autumn crunchy leaves bonfire corded sweater corn maze spice ale. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so it's that's some good graphic. <laughs> How many X's does the barrel have on it, Leela? Oh, <laughs> your hooch! You have a pig under the other arm. <laughs> I'm good old reliable. I'm just Jake. picturing Jake. I'm, yes, I'm picturing like yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Reliable Jake. Yeah. yeah. Who gets popped? immediately when he goes tries to go in uh, the cabin in the woods. So, yeah, I was wondering, is this the first cabin in the woods trope movie? I don't think, I, I think the trope has been there, but this is the one that is sort of the mother of all cabin in the woods movies. It's, I, mean, I think it's the first movie to take the reins on it and really lead it in a, like, direction, because I think that this stuff had kind of been established trope stuff before, but this was the first movie it became kind of unclear 
how much is being made fun of and how much is like trying to tread new ground or something. And I would like to say on a side note, Leela, that I can't remember how old I was. Maybe I was in middle school. But I remember you came home from college and you were like, oh, my God, we got to watch this fucking movie. And it was <laughs> Evil Dead 2. Yeah. And Evil Dead 2, I remember like, being... Shut up, bitches. And they... <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just kicked the door down and put this in the VCR. Yeah. And it was, like, probably the first horror movie that I was ever, like, really engrossed by. Like, really just emphasis on the gross. Mm-hmm. You know, just, like, it was the first really fun, crazy, weird uh, experience I had. And that also I, I I enjoyed so much watching with other people. Like right. I've seen I Evil it... Dead 2 more than just about any other movie. Right. I wrote it as ultimate fun teenage horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was already a cult classic by the time I saw it and got my grubby little mitts on a VHS copy. Um, yeah. Your so mitts was... are pretty grubby. I know. <laughs> <laughs> How did I you know. know that? And I got the copy of it and, and I immediately was like, I know who needs to see this movie. And, and you were right. For my group of friends and just everything that was involved with it, it was more the cult movie to sit around and watch with a group than Rocky Horror. Yes. Yeah. Not yes, to take absolutely. anything away from Rocky Horror. We just weren't as musical as Rocky Horror. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Although, hey, wait, yeah. wait, wait. I, I, we, we do have to do a shout out here. Sometimes oh, yeah? we don't do these, but we have to do one. I was flipping through our stats and I was like, holy moly, we've got a spike in stats. Who is this person who is going mm-hmm. through all of our stuff and listening? And obviously, it's a super fan who has awesome taste. And it is our cousin, who in fact is very musical. And she listened oh. to every damn episode. So, hello, Aaron. Hey, Aaron. <laughs> and we need thanks. to get you on. Yeah, thanks. To sing All the Men in My Life Keep Getting Killed by Candarian Demons, because I can drink this <laughs> pumpkin corn maze shit and sing it myself, but you would do a better You have job. to say every word you said last time when describing the drink. That's the way comedy works. <laughs> pumpkin Harvest Autumn Crunchy Leaves Bonfire Corded Sweater Corn Maze Spice Ale. Yes. I'm not going to check it. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Anyway, hi, Aaron. Um, we love hi, Aaron. Thanks for, hi, Aaron. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, keep those numbers coming. And yes. if you she's would like to do it, she's, she's actually just listening, being like, surely to God, this was not the shit show the last one was. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this one's a waste. episode every time. <laughs> yeah, damn it. This one's terrible, too. Anyway, hi. Um, uh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because I sure as shit ain't singing that. Oh, try to stop me from yeah. singing it after I've had a couple of these things. So you, these. yeah, you introduced it to us <laughs> when we were in high school. I'm gonna stop you right there. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly put the mic down. Well. <laughs> yeah, no, none of that. We no, not what I'm king. So right. yeah, so we were in high school, Joe. It was definitely the first movie that I think we'd we definitely seen. Mystery Science Theater before having seen Evil Dead, I think. Yes. Uh, so I was aware of the fact of like, you know, kind of snarkily laughing at a, a B movie was still was a thing. Mm-hmm. But then uh, I had not seen one that was able to redefine that. And like clearly was the first one that really sort of made fun of itself right out of the gate. Because essentially he made Evil Dead and it was I only watched that like a, a couple of years ago. I think I've only ago. seen the original one time. Uh, I yeah. just watched it again. For I was like doing laundry and shit, and I, I was like, "Damn, this shit is intense." It's like, yeah, it's, it's like it's pretty rough and it's gross, and uh, it's gross. I'm impressed by it, but it's pretty gross. <laughs> I'm it's impressed gross, that they were able to get gratuitous. someone to give them ninety grand to make it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good on you yeah. guys, you know. Um, you guys probably the like two of you, but Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. Pro- yeah, good for them too, I guess. Yeah. It was probably like a, ba- a Baptist church they tricked out of their money. And then, <laughs> and then evil down. Down. I yeah. think that uh, that's canon now because you said it. Yeah, absolutely. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, then when that happened, and he's like, well, I'll just make that movie, but I'll go crazy with it and just do all the slapstick nut shit things I wanted to do. <laughs> Corn maze, uh, well, tree leaves, whatever he said. Well, he uh, something I heard was that the first movie, he was brought up on obscenity charges in the UK. He wanted to avoid um, another legal nightmare. So the second movie, he was like, let's just lean into the comedy. And it really changed the whole tone of the rest of the series. Not to say that the first one didn't definitely have its moments of wackiness, but it definitely tries to be a horror movie. So you're saying stodgy British censorship has a place? And oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, otherwise, we wouldn't have a lot of punk rock, man. <laughs> what what I like good, to think happened point. is that one night he was just sitting around getting really baked after he made the first one. And mm-hmm. he went down this literal figurative rabbit hole of Looney Tunes cartoons. Oh, yeah. yeah Three Stooges. He admits to like watching and, way too much Stooges. Well, I mean, the amount of Looney Tunes slapstick in... The second and third movies, and in Drag Me to Hell, mm-hmm. yeah. is just... <laughs> yeah. Which you just I watched. Mean, yeah, like, chef's kiss to it. My favorite scene, perhaps, in a movie <laughs> has to be when she goes out to her damn garage to sell her stuff, and for some reason she has an anvil hanging in the air. <laughs> <laughs> like, the fact that she sees the rope... Connecting yes. to an eye bolt, connecting to another <laughs> eye bolt, connecting to a fucking anvil, and she's like, cuts it with a skate. Yeah. Yes. And then, in ultimate Raimi fashion, we've got the flying eyeball into the mouth thing, which is, again, mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful to me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Should we just go ahead and focus uh, for a second on, and I know that this isn't in order, but, you know, it's our show. We can do what the fuck we want. Uh, well, did we even say what we were talking about? Did we say Sam Raimi? <laughs> oh, we said Sam, we said Sam Raimi horror yeah. movies, which I want to go ahead and say is Evil Dead 1, 2, 3. It does yeah, not include the most horrifying of Sam Raimi movies, which is, of course, Spider-Man 3. No, never saw it. Yeah. I, saw I saw one and two. I it at a bar once, and the sound wasn't on, but I think I got the gist of it, uh, and it looked pretty bad. I'm, I'm just really even sad though that, that joke didn't land. Even was in it. You know? I'm sorry, what? I'm sad that that joke it didn't landed. land. Oh, well. Oh, Never I was concentrating on my own joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Oh, well. I thought it was funny. There was, I feel like there's a lot of Sam Raimi movies that later in his career that I just haven't uh, entertained. The quote-unquote serious that. ones? Uh, well, no. I saw his Oz movie, and I was just like, I can't with this. Um, oh, what was that called? Oz the Great and Powerful or something. I don't why know. Did... It had James Franco in it. Yeah, why didn't you like it? I haven't seen it, but uh, it was just it was just a goddamn hot mess of a thing. I don't know. In the all the ways that I think his shit works when it's physical props and horror, it does not work when it's like mainstream CGI. and CGI. I think yeah. CGI does not ground him well. I think it's just you know the way that it's bad for Tim Burton. Yeah, I mean, well, he was using camera effects in like Evil Dead that are like, the kind of things that were used in like Ben Hur and shit like that. They're like these old world the the technique of film filming the actors in front of a 
rear projected screen or whatever that's called. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Is a giant thing that he essentially was the only person still doing. Mm-hmm. But uh, and he kind of was perfecting it and getting a lot of the, the lighting's a bit shit in some of the scenes, but it creates a really a surrealist painting almost like the uh, the effect yeah. is so strange looking. Even Army of Darkness uh, <laughs> has a lot of it. Like it looks like a not just an old movie, an art film if there ever was one. <laughs> At the like Grand Guignol, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, but with you know. Ray Harryhausen uh, fucking skeletons or whatever <laughs> that are hilariously just like operated by someone just holding up a stick with a skeleton. <laughs> like bad spirit Halloween sore props. <laughs> his, but his, his horror is a love letter to practical effects. Yeah. And oh, all yeah. their good, yeah. bad, and gory glory. It's not, mm-hmm. there's a, somebody who, I think there's a saying is comedy does really well on a low budget. I think the same thing can be true of horror because he does have, like, he's in love with those practical effects, but in those early movies, he's cutting corners so hard, but he's doing, it's like, you're amazed at what he can do with so little that mm-hmm. it's really like walk, watching somebody walk a tightrope, tie right? It's, it's pretty incredible uh, that he can get all those sort of like really rich, fun feeling effects, but with not a ton of legwork, really. And so by the time, yeah, he's doing Spider Man and shit, it's like it just feels weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. much yeah. money and and his uh, the artfulness is kind of gone. Yeah, yeah. So I really think his best movie is Evil Dead Two. Like I, I just I always come back to it, and I'm always amazed by it. And the yeah. thing is, I just watched the first Evil Dead and. I was really, you know, impressed. I hadn't seen it in a long time, but it's actually a pretty nauseating film. Yeah, and, it uh, is. Right, there's a reason like, I only watched it one time. Yeah. I didn't yeah. enjoy the um, experience of it. There were parts I did, uh, I think. Yeah, but uh, you're a sadist. Uh, well, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah. I, I think later on in the movie, when Ash starts to lose it, we begin to see... Raimi be a lot more experimental with the like a lot more fast and loose with the camera work um really plays up the the lunacy of the situation I don't know like uh it's in the first one in the first one yeah yeah but it's it's just gratuitous he uses a lot of the same effects a lot and then there's no like uh in the pacing of Evil Dead 2 is wacky but it's like little vignettes of different types of effects happening mixed right. with like different different types of comedy like the different the things are funny because they're bad they're funny because they're like unpredictable slapstick and then they're funny for like you know other like legitimately funny joke reasons well and like i tried to think of the movie as as its narrative and what scene goes where and mm-hmm. it didn't yeah, really matter, to, right? Because no, no. for some reason, everybody else turns into these possessed demons, but he can shake it off. And they're not—they're trying to kill him, but then they don't really want to kill him. And right. it seems all really arbitrary, but we don't care. By the yeah. time you figure out that it is arbitrary, you don't give a shit anymore, <laughs> like because it's like you're already invested in right. And, just and watching like he's possessed, the but then he sees you know Linda's necklace or whatever, and then he's not possessed anymore. <laughs> Yeah. And so I actually love. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. I do like that it it throws you back into this idea that they have a story that they're really trying to stick to, <laughs> but they're doing it so fucking slapdick that you're just like, <laughs> you're like, wait, what? Oh yeah, he did have like a girlfriend at the right. beginning of this shit show. <laughs> he killed her with uh, a chainsaw. Yeah. 
Well, I, I think it's you? interesting. <laughs> I think it's interesting that he uh, becomes possessed, you know, becomes evil. Twice. Yeah, yeah. But, but he does overcome it. I think that maybe in a weird feverish dream logic uh it helps him be stronger you know it's like he's somehow imbued to like with their power and he's like more powerful now like uh are you, i don't are know you, it made me think are you really like examining this i want yeah. to hear it, man but i mean you might as well <laughs> i mean what what the hell else are we here to do <laughs> like Okay, think all right. I don't want to get too deep into it, but think about Do Ripley it. in Alien 4. She's cloned from alien DNA and so she has a uh, super alien strength. Think about like Spawn or, you know, Darkman or, you know, Batman even. I mean, that's a good comparison cuz Raimi like loves comic book movies and he wanted to do like the shadow and he couldn't get the rights to it so he made dark man that was like a whole thing he made up but he loves comic books so it makes mm -hmm. sense that he would slowly if he had ash over a while he would turn him into a comic book hero uh because yeah. he gets yeah. like the the what distinctive is... gray stripe in the hair well, he's and this caricature of manliness he is yeah. and, and he yeah. is a i feel like he's the effect of something more than he is planned which I think is yes. a really interesting way to write a character. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that he yeah. even got cast in it because he was the guy in their friend group who the girls liked. And that was the entire right. reason that they put him in front of the camera. Yeah. Like, not like, he, he was a good actor, but right. I guess he had the chin. Well, cheese I think it's interesting. Your friends group. He's the, the you talk looks like Charlton Heston. <laughs> it's like he's the guy. You're like, yeah, you ever, uh, it has to he's be. He's so much like Charlton Heston. <laughs> Yeah, he is. <laughs> but that's weird. a that's actually a common like sort of weird little male wolf pack thing. To everyone agrees, they're like, "Oh yeah, he's the he's the good looking guy in our group." Like they, we just all like accept that or whatever. Okay, so we're talking about stick a pen in that, you know, and and talk about Ash as you know this this manly man, almost Gaston type, you know, yeah. evil killing he, uh, character. He really is a Gaston. He he's a brown bones. Yeah. But what yeah. I think is interesting is that in the first movie, he is a complete dork. He is. Yeah. He, yeah. Is, he is in the beginning of Evil Dead 2 as well. <laughs> uh huh. And who is, the guy who is the swaggering, the swagging dick, the swinging dick of the story <laughs> in the first movie is uh, Scotty. And Scotty sucks. I don't know if you guys remember Scotty. I don't remember uh, Scotty, but can Scotty you describe was the... his sucking? Could okay. you describe the ruckus? <laughs> <laughs> Scotty was the. He was like the alpha male in the first movie. He's just a huge asshole, and uh, uh, worth of the first movie. Uh, he's what? Yeah, he's like what they tried to get Chris Hemsworth to be in uh, in Cabin in the Woods. Uh, he's the first to laugh at everything. He's the first to laugh at everyone's discomfort and pain. As mm -hmm. soon as he finds a gun, he points it at Ash and then laughs. He's a, and he's in the play too. He's the guy. Say, he's the douchebag <laughs> in the play. Yeah, he's like he's the okay. guy who cusses like a sailor, and he's like Jesus Christ, you know, just like the all all the time. He's just uh, he's swearing profusely, and I think it's and interesting. And he has the line, "She just ripped my pre-ripped Abercrombie." <laughs> <laughs> Great point. Uh, I'm just uh, assuming that's in the the musical. Yes. Um. Yes. Yeah. I so I guess my point about Scotty is that in the beginning, he's the first one to kill a deadite. He's the first one to kill someone who is 
possessed and uh, all of that, the first one to, to step up. But then he becomes a lot more selfish and he tries to run away and he gets attacked like and mortally wounded. And that's when Ash has to start stepping up uh, is when all of his friends are dying. So I think it's interesting that like it's it's something that he had to step into. And then by the time the Evil Dead series wrapped up, he's, you know, this caricature of manliness. He's just this yeah. like um, beer swilling, right. you know, foul mouth misogynist asshole. Well, it's. Um, it's kind of like reminds me of Big Trouble in Little China. Like the Jack Burton character is like mm-hmm. a totally. He was like, I was just doing a shitty John Wayne impression impersonation the entire movie, and that's what we were all laughing about the whole time. It's like you know, it was like, what? What's not gonna come out again? Or yes, sir, <laughs> the check is in the mail. Like all those scenes. You He's know like, what Jack Burton always says? Yeah, exactly. And Jack uh, Burton, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that's kind of the same thing where by the like he's just doing an impression and then that mm-hmm. character. <laughs> well, what's what's interesting about that character are how when he when he gets a gun for the first time and he he shoots one of the henchmen, it's at the end of a fight and he kills this guy like and I know we're talking about Big Trouble Little China now, but he kind of stops and you can tell he's realizes he's just killed someone and he has a moment about it. And one of the guys is like, is that the first time you ever killed somebody? And he's like, of course not. And then brushes it off and keeps going. Right. Um, yeah, you you see, like, there's like a growth period with Ash and with, you know, like, yeah, like you even say in Evil Dead 2, he, I mean, he it's, has to become that. Right. But the it, he has to become that. But it's kind of a period of taking that lead male role and looking at it, you know, rotating around your hands. And like it's the, the movie's making fun of a lot of different things, mm-hmm. including that trope of like a, you know, a, a strong male Gaston type lead. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting to think that uh, Beauty and the Beast has something in common with Evil Dead, too. <laughs> yeah, it has a yeah. lot of stuff, actually. The whole all the stuff in the cabin laughing. It's just creepy Beauty and the Beast. The, yeah, <laughs> that's oh, all yeah. like anthropomorphic fucking clocks laughing and everything. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think the first time I saw that, I was with a group and I thought it was really, really funny and then I watched it by myself and I was like, wow, this manic scene is mm. actually maybe the closest thing to scary in this movie. Yes. Which scene? The laughing scene? The laughing the scene. Laughing scene. Um, Only because of the fucking moose. The moose, but uh, but yeah, when the well, lamb no, gets in, first on of it, all, it's a deer. deer. It's a deer. Sorry. It's not a moose. It's a deer. Right. Um, it's a Candarian demon moose. <laughs> it was a moose in the play because a moose is funnier to say. Yeah, yeah. Moose is a good word. Maybe they couldn't get the rights to the undead deer. I don't know. Undead um, deer. But. <laughs> <laughs> And it sounds like Bullwinkle in the. That's important. You're welcome. You're welcome that I had that queued up. I don't even have to add it oh, in post production. It's right there. What? Uh, <laughs> what? What did you? Did you guys sit in the splatter zone when you saw that? We did, uh, we not. did not. It was. It was yeah, actually sold out. Was, we would have. Yeah. But, um, oh shit! We had I, good I center and... row three three seats back, and it was good. We yeah. did have yeah, good I, seats. I was. 
slathered by the end of the the show. Just it was uh, it was. Super gross. There's a guy in a Jason mask with a super soaker of blood, which I think is like funny because it's like completely unrelated franchise. Just pop that. One guy in a Freddy, one guy in a Jason mask, and they had yeah. like chemical sprayer backpacks, and they were just walking around hosing people down. No, <laughs> it's like, oh come on. Uh. um yeah that's legit though yeah but to your point about this duality of horror and comedy i think that's where sam raimi really excels um he kicked a fucking field goal like from across the fucking football field and like everybody's following him still like and that uh nobody had really ever done anything like that and it worked so like so well (laughs) i i don't know that i think that's really where he it is a place where he excels but i think what he really excels at is abusing and traumatizing his protagonist and his audience (laughs) um yeah yeah Yeah. i i would agree with that (laughs) that is true his protagonists get fucking burned they get their faces melted off they get their hands exploded cut off they get literally dragged to hell it, they get literally dragged to hell. All their loved ones get dragged to hell or killed or turned into demons. <laughs> That's <laughs> like true. Every, okay, everything you know how, in their life but... turns on them and nothing can be trusted. Even right, during and the nothing <laughs> is good. They kill their kittens. Nothing good <laughs> happens to these people. Oh, the kitten part. That you're, okay, well, like, so you're talking about drag me to I'm hell. Talking about drag, but as I was watching, as I was watching, can can we talk about it for a minute? Or I'm sure we'll go back. Let's to talk it about it. Okay. No, I want to. I haven't seen it in a while. We showed it to Ty, and it was hilarious because he's like hung up on writing and quote unquote shit like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was just like. Oh. What's the motivation for these characters? He's like, this is insane. This is insane. I'm like, I know, it's great. You're yeah. like, you're like, yes, it is insane. Great. <laughs> so that is a movie about shame, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Um, the the gypsy shame and her shame at being this fat farm shame. girl. What's the plot? The general plot is that so, she's so the general like, plot uh... is that she's she's a, a loan agent and her boss is like, if you want the big job, you're going to have to make the tough decisions. And then this right, completely over back. the top caricature of an old nasty <laughs> woman comes in yeah. and wants an Stereotype extension. Gypsy. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. um, and wants a loan. And this whole time she's like spitting and there's pus and your teeth come out. It's disgusting. And so exactly the kind of person you'd be like, no, I give a loan. (laughs) Right. And she's like, no, I'm not going to give you this loan extension. And, um, and the woman attacks her in a parking garage. And one of the best scenes of being attacked in a car ever grabs a button off of her jacket and puts a curse on her. And then she basically has three days before she will be dragged to hell. And luckily, she finds a psychic who is able to explain all this shit to her. The, and the movie does not disappoint. It does no. not disappoint. And and what's amazing is it falls into that um, that category with the ring of, this shit's PG-13? Um, yeah, it does. It's like its own category. That's and amazing. Because, I, like, yeah. I have an 11-year-old. I would let her see Evil Dead 2. I don't know that I would let her see Drag Me to Hell. It's no, that, that movie it's made a... me pretty uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, there were, like the. the... I love, I love that he was being so intense with his humor again. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, I mean, just like that, uh, Evil Dead Two. I do feel like there are some scenes where he was trying to be scary, but maybe by the time, you know, we were seeing it, it was a little bit dated. So, right. 
you're laughing a little bit of it. So maybe he was like in drag me to hell. He's definitely pushing it back up to it's scary 50% of the time and hilarious 50% of the time. Well, like, so but, it's, but it's that hilarious li- that's bordering on mania again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's where he never lets up. It's either right. something horrifying or something hilarious. Uh, either way, you have these really strong emotions throughout the entire experience. And he does not let up. Not for a goddamn second. And, uh, and when he does, you worry. You're like, uh-oh. Like she has yeah, that moment no. where she connects with her if boyfriend's it... mom at over dinner. And you just oh, know some God. shit's about to happen. And it does. It yeah. It, it... It's an emotionally exhausting experience to watch this this woman struggle that hard. Right. Um, it's, yeah, uh, she does a great job in the movie. Too. And, and <laughs> like that, it's Allison Lohman, <laughs> but kind of just like Ash. Yeah, she denied mm-hmm. the gypsy yeah. woman the extension stuff, but what she did to garner really his fate upon her is, herself is <laughs> yeah. nothing. Like she really didn't do anything that's what makes yeah. her the but i think his point is like it's much scarier if the everyman is like you right it really is just somebody who didn't do anything wrong and is just getting shit for <laughs> 90 minutes or they did something wrong in a way that we would all identify with it like we would all right. watch what she did with with that old woman and say well they already gave her two extensions obviously you can't just live in your house for free duh yeah mm-hmm. and thus then making the character so disgusting that it's like yeah that's the decision we would make yeah thus taking us along with her a little bit yeah i watched i watched i rewatched the scene where the lamia phantom comes to her house during the daytime uh, oh yeah yeah just to just to because i remembered that scene being really effective because i think there's something to a horror movie that doesn't always use nighttime right, and shadow right. to scare you because it is it's a broad daylight but it's a gripping and scary scene well and, yeah a lot of the scary <laughs> parts of that movie take shadow. place in the middle of the day right mm-hmm. you know, and like the- it it gets in there and it does the whirlwind thing and like slams her against the freaking case and it's like shatters the whole case. it's very evil dead moment well like, there's that, whole, that whole scene whole with its dutch through. angles is so sam raimi you know, if I knew nothing mm-hmm. about that movie and I was shown that scene, I'd be like, well, I know who made this. And, and right. also when she slams the door to get away from it, there's a hang in there kitten poster yes, on her yeah. wall. Hang in there, kitten poster. <laughs> and um, and the director the... of photography for, for Drag Me to Hell was all was Peter Denning, who is also the director of photography for Evil Dead 2 and Cabin in the Woods. They specifically brought him in because he knew whatever oh, he cool. was doing. Yeah, it's awesome. I just loved so much about that movie. The seance scene. Yeah, the feeling totally. of that scene is so fabulous with the goat, and and everything. What was the worst there. part of the movie? The worst. It was that your bros couldn't be there to watch it with you. That was absolutely right? the worst part. I, <laughs> That's I did the think worst about part that. of that. Movie. I was like, damn, I was yeah, you're like, sitting around watching this. Yeah, oh, right. Especially his when, movies are like swig a beer and laugh your ass off kind right. of movies. Well, like so. when, when the goat, when the lamia went in the goat and it looked at her and talked, I was like, damn it. Yeah. And then they did that whole Sam Raimi voice of Legion. Yeah. Which is great. It's yeah. just you know, it's just a some preset on a computer that makes yeah. them have the Kandarian demon voice. And it does the Maki oh. dance, like where it's Oh yeah, oh, yeah. God. When when uh, when, <laughs> when he's dancing up in the air. Yeah. Um, yeah. I it's... showed that clip too to Lindsay and she was like, Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> she was like, It was scary until he did that. I was like, I know, right? Right. <laughs> like that that scene, I was I was by myself. 
I was by myself. It was late at night. I'm watching it on my computer. There were a couple of parts during that that I was not averting my eyes, but maybe kind of looking at the corner of the screen. And then that happened. It completely broke that tension. I was like, right, never mind. Forgot what kind yeah. of movie this is. You know. You forgot but, that but he will also... willingly do that because he wants it to get to a boiling point and then take it back down a little bit. Right, right. Mm-hmm. However, like, I, but I feel like that is still in keeping with what his demons are. And his demons kind of remind me of almost like you think of like medieval woodcut, you know, like the ones that are yeah. cavorting and capering. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. You, know, you, you want to be in with the devil? You got to kiss my butt. You, you, know, you like, got yeah, yeah. to dance. You know, you got to be able dance. to dance on top of the table. You mm-hmm. got to be able to. Rather laugh with but, the sinners than cry yeah. with the saints. Yep. <laughs> uh, if you want to fly with the eagles. Uh, wait, you want to fuck, fuck with the eagles. You gotta learn to fly. Um, I will say, yeah, what you said about shame, though, that's, that's totally on point because the demon shows up whenever she's reflecting on her past. Whenever she is looking at a photo of herself from when she, uh, had a lot more weight, um, whenever she thinks about the person she used to be. Uh, turns her back on it that's when the lamia shows up she'll be looking at a photo of herself throws it away and that's that's when the attack happens in the middle of the day like it's punctuated each time by this denial of her old self yeah you did you notice that she loses she's been trained she's taking voice lessons uh, with an audio tape in the beginning of the movie to fix her accent i guess but by the end of the movie uh when, when she is fighting uh, with the corpse of the witch in the graveyard, <laughs> she's like, "I beat you, you old bitch! <laughs> I beat yeah. you, old bitch! I beat you, you old bitch!" Yeah. <laughs> but that's what—that's another thing about who she actually is—that she was trying to subvert like the whole time, right? Um, as an aside, yeah, yeah. aside, this movie—I've watched the entirety of Supernatural just because digging mm-hmm. graves cannot be that easy. Mm. Yeah. They, right. they make it look really they easy. They make it even look in the, really easy. Though. Even in the first Evil Dead, you're like, wow, you had time to bury two of your friends and make little makeshift right. crosses for them? That's sweet. But, and I mean, you're uh, kind of wow. like Hollywood-level sweaty, but not really <laughs> would be had you... Don't want to take me all damn night to do one grave. So she, and she, not only, but she dug out around enough so she could get the lid off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, That's how, I mean, huh. most people get caught by digging like two feet down and be like, fuck it, and just putting the corpse there. Because <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, I mean, I imagine I, it'd be I would hard. Imagine. I've never tried it, but. So, did he have anything to do with Evil Dead? Like the one that just recently came out? Oh, the 2013? No, the Ash versus the Evil Dead. Yeah, the 2013. Oh, he. Oh, oh, uh, I thought you were talking about the remake. There, uh, yeah, there movie. was a remake, uh, movie, no. which I didn't make that, it very far in. It just didn't have what I needed. So, No, I, I watched it. I didn't hate it. Um, It just didn't really... Some scenes I was like, well, that's super gross. And I thought that the main character, uh, the main actress in the film, did a really good job carrying the, uh, the tension as Cheryl, as the possessed sister. But no, so you're talking about the show, Jeff. Yeah, well, the Ash tonality. The of, I knew they remade mm-hmm. Evil Dead, but the tone of it was kind of so non ramey that it's hard to think right, about I, it in the same. Like, so it was like a different conversation. Yeah. So Ash vs. the Evil Dead was the one I was talking about, which I watched at, uh, probably the first season of. I guess there's only I don't know how many seasons there are, but uh, I, I was I was amused by it. They finished, they finished out yeah. with three. 
Yeah. Right. And they left it kind of open for a fourth season or another movie. Um, I enjoyed it. Every it, time it's it kind of fine. Every time, though, if you said, would you like to watch an episode of this or watch Evil Dead 2, I would probably just pick Evil Dead 2 to watch. Yeah. I mean, it's kind sure. of a hard... It lacked, I guess, what I want. I was like, if you're going to do right by it, maybe give it this kind of pacing that, like, uh, you know, like Shaun of the Dead, Edgar Wright, Edgar Wright. like that that level of pacing, just because it, it, uh, it was almost delivering. And it did. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't, like, uh, as uh, good as the yeah, Adjusty Dead 2. Right. Yes. Well, and also, I. Oh, sorry. No, no. Go ahead. No, I was going to change subjects. Go ahead. It's this damn pumpkin harvest sweater corn maze beer that's making me interrupt. My apologies. You're fine. I mean, I, I don't think you said the all the words to describe that beer, but yeah. Know. Wait, 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 wait. What beer was it? Uh, pumpkin harvest autumn crunchy leaves bonfire I was playing my banjo while you. <laughs> um like I I think my I think my only real critique with the show uh is they got the proportions wrong of what how much of an asshole and what kind of an asshole Ash should be in yeah. like in in the way they wrote him. I think he just swings hard and sometimes it connects and sometimes it misses. Bad. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I know that Ash is a, supposed to be a pretty one-dimensional character anyway, so I'm not like that upset about it. I think Bruce Campbell did an amazing job. And I think especially those first few episodes are yeah. amazing. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. And I and I was really happy that they were able to do a really violent <laughs> horror comedy show on like mainstream television. Um, I, I find that pretty impressive. I, I Yeah, I do think the, uh, the problem with it as a series is something that the movie doesn't have to deal with at all and that is that like the movie is just you said the non-narrative vignettes that could really be put in any order and at the fact that on the back burner someone someone has to remind them that they had a plot and that they need to include this element suddenly uh whereas as a tv series you need something driving them forward and you can't just yeah why wouldn't you just it's a very specific taste you're going for when you pop Evil Dead in, <laughs> Evil Dead 2 in, like we're going to mm-hmm. watch it. You are, you know, it's a pretty specific type scenario where you have all your friends with you. Well, specific kind uh, of also, uh, yeah, a very your, specific your flavor. plot, which is in quotations here, air quotes, is these unstoppable demons. Like, that's the plot. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and I will TV say. So you can't really move past that. No. Especially well, when you consider. Like, Going back on there, they're chasing their own tail. I felt like yeah. uh, you you consider how he how they came about again. It was in the show. They said it's because Ash accidentally got high with a girl, and she read the the passage aloud while he was stoned and thought it was funny. And it's a funny <laughs> throwaway scene, but when you really think about it, you're like, okay, this guy's whole backstory is like. He's had to watch so many of his friends die at the hands of the Deadites. It seems like the one thing that he would be kind of serious about would be not letting that genie out of the box again. Um, Can you like tell that... us about your favorite scene again, though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, the, also in the first episode, uh, he he hooks up with this la- lady at a sleazy dive bar, and they're... Uh, having sex in the bathroom, like a seedy bathroom of a seedy bar. And mid-act, 
she turns around and she has the scary dead eyes <laughs> and she lays some heavy prophecy doom stuff on him and he's like ah and then he looks back and she's normal and she's like ash what's wrong and he's like oh uh, i don't know I, I, like i thought i saw something for a sec she's like oh well are you gonna finish and he was like oh uh yeah <laughs> so he continues <laughs> he's like spanking her ass and stuff but he's looking around all nervously like, <laughs> yeah it's that was Seems like I, that pretty classic it was that was perfect that was perfection you know like and it has a few good scenes like that in the series well, it's not yeah it's the like second the second episode there's a dinner scene that it, he's trying to interrogate the yeah, mom and because he knows the mom's a demon. a demon uh it's it's great that yeah. was a great episode but at some point later on he makes jokes and and does things that just they cross a line you know they cross a line and i'm just like you know, this guy's beyond just being kind of a callous dick. He's just like maybe just a sociopathic, horrible person. Like, he's um, been through a lot, Ira. He has, but <laughs> I think the writing didn't know. Yeah, I, I think Jeff, you're right. Like, it was chasing its own tail and kind of didn't know what it wanted. I mean, say. that was the biggest problem I had with it. The uh, as far mm -hmm. as like the jokes of it is, some of his land and some of them don't. So, and they, yeah, it's like they couldn't decide what kind of asshole he was. Maybe they should have left it around Army of Darkness asshole, where he's just kind. <laughs> biggest thing that he is is a coward, and that he'll abandon anyone at any moment if he thinks he can get out of the situation he's in. Uh, that's true yeah so, okay, that, that brings us to we've talked about evil dead we've talked about evil dead 2 we've talked about the the play and the tv show but we have not talked about army of darkness which is the third no, movie we have mm -hmm. not. Yeah. and also in a head-to-head -head, i'm always going to pick evil dead 2 to watch over army of darkness mm -hmm. i'll double header him I, I used to yeah. do that a lot that was my like Let's you know you're gonna be here for the evening. Let's watch them back to back because they're, uh, yeah, there are some amazing things about our Army of Darkness. It is like it's the one that's like MTV produced, and it's a little more after he gets like cult popularity. So he and it was actually in theaters, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of came out in what ninety three. It's like fucking it's the same year that Jurassic across. Park came out. Yeah, this like Schindler's Park. List or something. Yeah, Schindler's List, Jurassic Park, and fucking. Uh, yeah, uh, that is a hell of a movie. Scene, like, because he has to fight an army of skeletons. He gets teleported. For those of you who don't know, he gets teleported into the yeah. past with his <laughs> fucking <yellow> Chevy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with his Chevy, and then he gets worshipped as a god because he has the ability to use a rifle <laughs> or a shotgun. Boomstick. <laughs> this is my boomstick. Is my boomstick. Yeah. So yeah, I want, I want to come back to that, but go ahead. Are all and then, men yeah, from the he, future loudmouth braggart? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's me. And yeah, he has to uh, lay with the local women <laughs> and uh, make the uh, and fight the the dead eyed army. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna like keep laying. No, there's a scene where from in the off like he's fighting with Yo, skeletons. She and bitch. Off, Let's go. Sorry. <laughs> from off camera, a fucking skeleton puppet throws a haymaker and just comes into frame and like punches him, and it has like a big whap sound effect. But it's clearly like somebody just rotating a, on the like baseboard, rotating the skeleton puppet really hard so that it slaps. Him. But you can tell that it hurt really bad because it makes Tweety Bird sounds afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that like, scene is worth the admission price of the movie for, yeah, for me. <laughs> that, that movie leans in hard to the the lunacy of 
of the series. <laughs> like it. Yeah. But it, yeah. It's a movie recently. It really does like the fact that it has uses like videogrammo or whatever technology and shit is like, man, this like looks fucking dope now. It's like it it is hilarious because it's like it slipped under the rug of time and made it look like it was made in the same fucking era as Ben Hur <laughs> and like movies <laughs> like that. So you're like, if you know, years in the future, if you watched them all at the same time, why was this coming out of the same era as that? I don't yeah, know. this obviously wasn't made in the 90s, but it was. It right. It is. What does not look like that, though. You know, not to harp on the point too much, but the thing about ash overcoming his evil side you know like in the second movie not only does he overcome his evil but he literally has to cut his evil hand off and yeah. which you know he has to do the greatest shot in a movie ever that's true is that okay. when it gets caught in a mousetrap and then it flips him off no it's not it's the whole oh, okay. reason that's i true. initially watched this movie and it did not disappoint what, what was Expl- the set it up say what happens that he gets that uh, bit and then he has to which cut it off. Part? Oh, is it when he uh, yes. has to weigh the possessed hand? Okay, so the possessed hand is on the on the ground after he's lopped it off and it's still like squirming around and trying to kill him and stuff. And so he puts a bucket over it and weighs it down with some books. And the book that is on the top is a farewell to arms. Yes. Yeah. And I watched <laughs> this movie because I saw that clip and was like, and you're like, this is I worth this. my time. and you know what it was it was and it was but okay so you have that and then in army of darkness what happens why why does he spawn a bunch of little hymns oh yeah they they he busts the mirror breaks a mirror it is an evil version of him talking to him he breaks the mirror and they all come out of the little and the little versions okay and quick side note when i was maybe maybe eight or nine there was on tv uh dad was watching this nbc report or something about like are our movies too violent you know are they corrupting our youth stay tuned and it was so basically what that report what that uh dateline special or whatever the fuck it was was like the best gross out scenes from all these horror (laughs) movies (laughs) that i never would have been exposed to so thanks dateline yeah and one of the scenes haunted me, absolutely haunted me. I had nightmares about it. I, I thought about it. It was out of context. And the fact that I couldn't understand what was happening terrified me. But it was this man running across this barren desert with like a black background, just running, running as hard as he could. And this giant is chasing after him. And then this giant throws a fork and spears him to the ground. And it terrified me. There's this idea of being that small and helpless. And then I found out years later it was fucking Army of Darkness. It's when he's killing <laughs> off the little versions of the little, himself. He's like hunting them down and be like, little fuckers. Yeah, yeah. Like, and when I was when I saw it in middle school, I was like, this was the fucking movie? <laughs> like, this is the movie that scarred me? Like, I had a similar experience. Once about chocolate. <laughs> I had a similar experience yeah. with the movie Squirm. When when it turns out later it was on Mystery Science Theater and it was hilarious. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Is that the one with all the worms? Yes. Yeah. No, well, technically they're squirms, but. They're squirms. Uh, well, I was spending the night with Grandma and Grandpa, and Grandpa, as he is wont to do, fell asleep in his recliner. Um, I was probably <laughs> five or six, and the movie came on television, and I watched it. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm it sorry. It must have been for a really <laughs> long time. 
I can a still similar remember. thing happened. That's a lot to me of people where screaming I was, spaghetti. I was uh, hanging out with cousin Ben and Amanda, and we're at like a timeshare, and they passed out, and I was scarred because Night of the Lapis came on. <laughs> <laughs> Night of the Lapis is great, which is a movie about giant rabbits, right? That and uh, that attack people, and I was like, it was like three in the morning. I was like, what the fuck? is going on like i was oh. like is this really a movie like a full-length movie mm-hmm. i was like 27 <laughs> <laughs> yeah man it's uh those things will stay with you scar you yeah. uh i was just gonna say though yeah after he kills off the little versions of himself ash has to fight a doppelganger that grows out of his own body right yeah um and that's the 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 bad ash which i don't know if you saw the same version i saw on tv but I think the censors thought he was saying badass, and so they censored him saying bad ash. It was uh That's just lazy censorship right there. That was lazy censorship, I thought. Did he find um, a stranger in the Alps? Yeah. That's my favorite <laughs> what was Probably the same fucking guy. Um, what was the point though? Uh no, just this whole thing about like how he is at war with himself throughout these movies you know that is a consistent theme throughout and even into the show the only it's almost the only only grounding thing because the deadites don't really have a form you know they're kind of these they they take the form of the dead and sometimes they turn into these weird monsters but other than that there are no real rules in the deadite world and it, um, even in Evil Dead 2, it kind of kept trying to go back to this thing where it's like, maybe he's just crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, if Sam Raimi wasn't so self-indulgent with the blood, <laughs> like, the that you would believe. Like, but it got so weird that by the time he was trying to, like, at the end of the movie, the twist is he was crazy the whole time. That couldn't work at all. Like, because he, like, spent <laughs> way too much time in the, on the other side where it was like, demons are real. <laughs> I swallow soul. Like all this stuff. (laughs) Swallow this. And, okay, uh, and sorry, before we get into your game, uh, Jeff, earlier you had mentioned the boomstick and how he was kind of seen as a god, as a savior character. I just wanted to point out real quick gadgetry in this series. Uh, From Evil Dead 2 on, it's kind of, there's this understood thing about Ash. It's like, okay, so he makes a chainsaw arm. He makes a crazy robot hand out of a gauntlet and he bu- and he makes a crazy murder car and as well as like bombs and munitions and shit out of a chemistry high school 101 book that he finds in the trunk of his uh, car. That's a common 80s trope though. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly where it comes from but like fucking Bill and Ted make their little robots like there's in a journey. Yes they do. In book- well in a lot of things there's just like making your own a scene of making your own custom shit to help defeat the enemy phantasm out of like yeah phantasm has it with a quad shot shot shotgun yeah and all the you know booby traps and stuff but it's a weird fucking scene to have to have in your movie (laughs) I, i will say though and just stay with me here okay in both the first and second evil dead movies what do the deadites do to isolate their prey they destroy a bridge. Mm-hmm. And what is a bridge, really? It's, it's a height technology. of human engineering. Yes, yeah. it is what connects us, literally, um, from isolation. And 
I get where you're going here. Okay, so so you hear what I'm saying? It's almost like his gadgetry, his cleverness, is the opposite of superstition. You know, it's like this is how you fight these things is with know-how and technology. And what do you guys think about that? Is that too much? Too far? Well, I do think it's interesting that it usurps like he doesn't use salt or any other types of superstitious acts, mm-hmm. uh, other than I guess the Necronomicon itself. But Which, the rules of that are pretty wonky. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he he. It's it's like it's kind of like evil. Is or I mean, Night of the Living Dead, where it's like saying cold hard science. That's how mm-hmm. you got to defeat him. You know, kind of a right. thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I could get behind that. Yep. Okay. But I want to play Lila's game. Okay, that that's all I had to say about that. So, Lila, onward. Okay. Jeff, music. <laughs> Jeff, game music? Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, hold on. Fuck. I had it, and then it was gone. <laughs> it was kind of a... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we play a game. The only winning move is not to play. Okay. My game is called. My game is called Cabin in the Woodent. Okay. 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 I'm going to give you the plot of a movie that includes a cabin in the woods. And you tell me what movie it is. I see. Okay. Nice. Fair. Totally fair. Masked Strangers Torture Vacationing Couple. Uh, them. That's about or the ants. strangers. There you go, the strangers. No, no, them is the French movie that it was based on. Ooh, eels. Eels. You could not get... about eels though. You you're not getting extra points yeah. for being a damn pedant. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's a good movie. The original. It's one. really good. I'm kidding. <clears throat> Flesh eating virus. Cabin fever. Yep. Fuck. Hiking trip honoring dead friend goes awry. The ritual. Ritual. Damn it. It's kicking your ass. Couple mourning the death of their child descend into madness. Oh. Antichrist. Antichrist. Yeah, Fuck I... me. <laughs> <laughs> I told you about that movie. You, you did. Bitch. Still haven't seen it. I, I want to put a fucking railroad spike through your dick. That's how I feel about you right now. <laughs> oh. Fucking go Charlotte Gainsbourg on your ass. Holy fuck. It's a game, man. You can have the points. Sorry. Just pissed off that I'm not winning. Continue. The Kingslayer takes in his nieces only to suspect an evil force. Oh, shit. I've seen this movie. It's not good. (laughs) It could have been good. It could have been. I don't know. God damn it. No, I can't remember. It's called Mama. Yeah. Oh, haven't seen it. Yeah. Okay. See, I was going to guess the notebook, but maybe I haven't seen it. <laughs> that doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> but Michael F. Asbender goes to a remote English lake, <laughs> encounters murderous teens. Snow. Snowballs. <laughs> Snowman. Encounters what? I'm sorry, Leela. Murderous teens. Murderous teens. Was it a snowman? Uh, no. Michael F. Asbender. Fassbender. Yeah, yeah he was in that. Well, I don't know. This was called Eden Lake. Oh, I have not seen it. I love me some Fassbender just because he's a good actor. Ugh. Okay. Johnny Depp suffers from writer's block. Uh, oh, shit. Cabin. God damn it. 
What's no. That? Secret window. Secret window. Jeff is on the board. Yes. Jeff got a point with the movie hasn't seen. <laughs> a found footage. It's not good. Black and you white. stole my story. Black and white found, found footage classic. Blair Witch. Blair Witch. Jeff heard it first. Hillbillies mistaken for murderers. Oh, uh, Tucker Devil Yeah, God Ira. damn, smarter than me. It's not fair. He's younger. <laughs> <laughs> Annie Wilkes is your number one fan. Misery, <laughs> misery, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> a fun weekend at a beaver-infested lake turns to madness. Zombievers. Zombievers, it is. <laughs> Ira, why have, do you have know not that? seen? Have not seen. <laughs> Just um, learn another language. The, <laughs> do the... something with your life. <laughs> Tell me what to do. Yeah. The titular parody. Sean in the Cabin dead. in the Woods. Oh, Cabin, Cabin in the Woods. woods. Cabin in the Woods it is. Kaboom. Two vacationing families fight each other and nature unleashed. Great outdoors. Yes. Holy shit. That was <laughs> one, like thrown <laughs> in to mess you up one. Why are you so amazing at this? You're <laughs> answering them in... No. Dueling I don't banjos. even have time to process. Dueling banjos. Oh, uh, deliverance. Deliverance. Deliverance it is. Is there Yay. a cabin in that? Yeah, <laughs> Technically, no, but I get the point, so back off, brother. Morgan Freeman and the shit weasels. A dream catcher. <laughs> <laughs> That is a band I would totally go to see. I'm Morgan Freeman. These are the shit weasels. Be sure to tip your waitress. Thanks for coming out tonight at Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> okay. Um, and the end, the last question, not that it matters. Psychiatry patient follows his doctor's family to the lake. Oh, what about Bob? Oh, there you go, Jeff. Let me throw that. Uh, I'm not even going to tally Two this points. up, Jeff. Yeah, that was pathetic. That is. Oh, uh, what? Yeah. Uh, you right. have to admit, he answered those with an unging ability. It was as if he was Jack looking of over Diamond, my shoulder. Jack of clubs. Yeah, it was as <laughs> if you guys fucking talked about this beforehand. And we this did is a not, you paranoid fuck. Cross. We did this not. A, you're paranoid. Double B, cross. B, did you guys just totally miss my evil dead joke? Uh, you clipped out for a second. What did yeah. you say? Uh, jack of diamonds, jack <laughs> of clubs. Yeah. Huh? 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 What's that from? It's from the first Evil Dead. That's when Cheryl first turns and they're trying. They're playing a game where they're trying to guess uh, the cards, uh, like what playing card it is that she's holding. And from across the room, Cheryl starts naming them off, naming them off, and then she turns around and she's all fucked up. Oh. And she's like, "You have disturbed our slumber." Classic you know. Cheryl. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> classic Cheryl. Uh, wow. Anyway, well, uh, Ira, you know a lot about movies. Cabin set movies. in the cabin in the woods. I yeah. guess I do. You I do. guess I do. Add it to your Did resume. You guys, I'm, I'm putting it on there now. I'm putting <laughs> it on uploading my LinkedIn page. Um, first time in ten years. Uh, I could have gotten those over the weekend if I had a toilet and a crossword puzzle, maybe. <laughs> Did you guys do a haiku for this episode? Oh, shit ass. I forgot. Hey, can I, Nobody can I say, said, though, Yeah, Ira, that's a great idea when I texted you. Another thing that needs to Nobody be on like, your yeah, resume. Let's... Another thing that needs to be mm -hmm. on your resume. And this is a total aside. 
Uh, we ended up yeah. going to to a really good corn maze this weekend. Mm-hmm. And um, a six year old is with me, and we are with these other moms. And I was like, "Ooh, here's a chance for me to get the other moms to think I'm a normal person." It didn't last long. <laughs> Because uh-huh. they were talking about, hey, sometimes did you know they haunt these corn mazes at night? Ooh, and and my six year old says, oh, my uncle used to work in a haunted corn maze, and one of his greatest accomplishment in life is that he made a frat boy pee on himself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what I yeah. I don't, I'm pretty sure he peed himself. I'm not the 100% though. But uh, you know what? I'll, I'm just glad she knows uh, that. You story. gotta live it now or she's gonna think you're a liar. Yeah. Right, yeah, <laughs> right. You gotta make up which Friday was in and that he got kicked out. But uh, yeah. Anyway, right. yeah so but it was okay because he was a douche yeah. anyway. And like, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I took that job very seriously. I know you did. Very. I know. That's what I'm telling you. It needs to be on your resume along with uncanny knowledge of cabin in the woods movies so i mean yeah yeah, apparently it's in there like the two that i threw Um, in to throw you off that weren't even horror movies you just nailed you know i mean you know there are only so many movies that are set outside i guess (laughs) um have you guys seen ghost house no no it's a like a really shitty 80s movie you should watch it <laughs> oh no, that's the one you told me about, right? Where it's Very like funny. <laughs> uh where they've been getting transmissions like Yeah, over like a CB radio and, and calls into this ghost house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it sounds like a thing I would watch. I, I think know. that's the only that was the only obscure and that's not even a cabin. That's a that's a haunted house movie. Mm-hmm. Like that was the only thing remotely obscure that maybe you hadn't heard of that I could think of. That's how shittily i was doing at that game that's a shame because you told me about it shouldn't shouldn't told me it's all that forbidden knowledge yeah speaking of forbidden knowledge i have a game too oh your haiku though oh yeah that's right okay it's because i just watched the first uh the first one but here it goes scotty is a dick ash you gotta kill your friends sucks to be you bro I can't even stress how much of a dick Scotty was. You know, he's just the fucking yeah. worst. <laughs> he sounds like a real chode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so I couldn't make this game uh, as fleshed out as I'd like to. Fuck it. Here it goes anyway. It's about um incantations and evil words. That's the whole thing about it, right? You know, it's like you you, you play the tape. The words you accidentally play the Necronomicon incantation, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then it's the audiobook the of Necronomicon. Yeah. Right. You hit, you bought it on Google Why Play. Why does the Audible sample. even have this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then your life is in a shithole. Okay, I will say it's going to be a super short thing because I could not find that many examples of this, but I tried to find. Um, say, in other movies and media where this sort of thing occurs. So, just to get it started, for example, Condar Estrada, Condos Ros Indactu, Nosfrandus Condar, Dematos Condar. Do you know what it's from? You said Estrada like Eric Estrada, so Miami Vice? Uh, You know, you're close, but (laughs) like way off. (laughs) Okay. It's, Sounds like a bunch it's of from bad. one of the movies we talked about tonight. So, 
That's a lot of movies, man. Well, that's Evil Dead 2. So, oh, okay. All right. Like I guess okay, so this this is going to be kind of an obscure thing. Just cuz you know all that satanic worship shit on <laughs> California goddamn West Coast doesn't mean we don't understand that. <laughs> you know that bullshit. Okay, okay. You know, this might just be more me reciting some bullshit that I found on the internet and then telling you what it is because honestly, I don't know if I can really turn it into a game. Um but I just wanted to bring up the whole words used as resurrection passages in film. And what I found was a rabbit hole of Latin nerds just talking shit about every horror movie ever made. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I yeah. like. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty hilarious. It's like, actually, what they should have written was this. Um, Delor super vivo caro. Delor sublimus caro. Delor igneo animus. Do you know what it's from? Delor Igneo Animus. Lights the flame of life. What is mm-hmm. that? Life force. It's a movie you've seen. Something brings forth the life force. Is that from Hocus Pocus? I'm drawing a line in the fucking sand here. Oh, Do oh, not it's Cabin read in the, the Woods. Latin. Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay. And although these next couple are in English. I think you'll know uh, what I'm talking about. Okay. <clears throat> Hans Vermilion, start of five. Bright Cortilian, ravens dive. Nightshades promise, spirits strive. To the living now, let the dead arise. Alive. Yeah, Beetlejuice. Yep. Boom. I don't know if it's a game, but there it is. Uh,. Either way, Jeff's in the lead. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Cullen, Rayburn, Nars, Trebek, Zabar, <laughs> Kresge, Kaldor, Walmart. <laughs> that's Treehouse of Horror. Simps- that's Simpsons. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, Aka Kuto Ala Ita. Uh, I didn't. To be fair, like this isn't shit anyway. Black Sabbath. Uh, close. Can you? It's can from you the it gate. Again? Oh. Oh, the gate! Damn it! Yeah, yeah. That's the movie with the dingins, you guys. <laughs> Wait, with what? <laughs> when is Lindsay, that what? Is that what they're... When Lydia, Lindsay's sister Lydia, was little, like their dad let him watch the <laughs> gate. Was also scared of Chunky? She was scared of Chunky, and she was like, when she's going to bed, she's like, "Mommy, don't let the dingins come get me." <laughs> I fucking love it. That's uh, adorable, and uh, I'm sorry for her childhood trauma. Yeah, sorry for your trauma, but happy for our comedy. You know. Yeah. Um. Also, well, also, uh, may the I don't dingins have... never get you. Good, may the good lady not get you. <laughs> um, I don't have it in front of me, but uh, Chucky, before he when he put his soul into the doll, like the serial killer guy, uh, he said some words. I don't have them written down because who's got time for that shit? Chucky sucks. Yeah, Chucky <laughs> sucks. All right, last one, and I think you guys will probably know it. Uh, Satan is good. Satan, Satan is good. Satan is pal. I want to kill everyone. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> the burbs. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fun, a game, fun fact, game I could really flesh out. That's the movie that scared me more than any other movie I've ever seen. That's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, There's something really funny about that. Have you seen, you've seen it since, though, right? I have not. I have not rewatched it. It's oh. as funny as a clip of Dateline 
uh, of Army of Darkness, <laughs> like scaring the shit out of me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, and I think it's I, all I, the chanting. I yeah. do have a couple of little last factoids about the first movie. Um, just that Stephen King wrote a big, uh, like editorial piece for it, uh, about it in Twilight Zone magazine, which is why it was led to why it got its start. We can thank the good Mr. Stephen King for Evil Dead. Uh, he knows know. he knows a nug when he hears about. He him. knows a nug, man. He knows the yeah. term from the nug. A man knows a nug. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's a nug, and sometimes there's a nug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much it. I just have some other bullshit here, but that's you said some factoids, and then you listed one thing. <laughs> well, it all goes back to like stuff I noticed in the first movie, but now that I'm looking at my notes, they all just look really dorky. And can you just make something up? Oh, God forbid we do anything dorky on this show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we spent the last ten minutes talking about incantations. Uh, oh, did you know that Warlock last night? That's not related. You watched what? <laughs> Warlock, that '80s movie. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Was it any good? or? It was okay. It wasn't bad. It was kind of oh. trash, I guess. It oh, wow. That, that took a turn blind. as you were yeah. talking. Oh, yeah. And that, on that note, fucking salted lime Kolsch from Main Street Brewing Company. Yeah. You could suck a dick because <laughs> you're not very good. <laughs> I got a whole other can of this shit that I got to get through. Well, <laughs> it's it's probably good that you found it on the side of the road or wherever. I'm noticing at the bottom now it says malt beverage with natural flavor added. That leads me to believe that it's not even a beer. Mm. Oh, damn it. I forgot. I had one more thing in Latin I wanted to say. Brewed <clears throat> in uh, Bellevue, Illinois. Main Street Brewing Company. Are you done shitting on that <laughs> trash beer? Can I do my thing, please? He's actually yeah, shitting sorry. in the trash beer. <laughs> yeah, I'm waffle stomping it down the fucking <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> What were we even talking about originally? Okay. You had an okay. incantation. The... Yeah, what are okay. yeah. Play us you out with your incantation, Ira. All right. Minutus cantorum, minutus bellorum, minutus carburata, descendum pantorum. Ascendum Pantorum. Ascendum Pantorum. With the, the little feeling, guys. Come on. Descendum Are we supposed pantorum. to be doing this? Uh, all right, I'll start. Feather, stiff as a boner. Light as a feather. When we do this in Girl Scouts, <laughs> you have to let us know by saying, This is a repeat after me song. Yeah. All right. All right, all right. Don't know that. Bitch. We don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Minutus Cantorum. You still didn't say it. You didn't say it. Oh, my God. <laughs> now repeat after me, you no. shits. Repeat after me, you shits. Repeat after me, you shits. <laughs> Minutus cantorum. Minutus cantorum. Minutus bellorum. Minutus bellorum. Minutus carburata. Minutus carbon miranda. Descendum pantorum. Descendum pantera. All right, you know what that means is little song, little dance, little seltzer down your pants. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yep. Uh, Latin. Good night, everybody. Latin. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Latin. What's it good for? It's just an evil language. Don't don't ever speak it, kids. Yeah.